To listen ad-free and to get a shout-out on the show, you can now upgrade to Koala Shine Plus via the link in the show notes. But before we get started on today's episode, I've got a quick word from our friends and trusted sponsors who help make our free stories possible. Parents, if you've ever experienced bedtime battles with the kids, I'm going to let you into a little secret. The Koala Moon podcast has revolutionised over 20 million bedtimes, with parents like you calling it life-changing and the perfect nighttime routine. With original kids' bedtime stories and cosy sleep meditations, every episode has been specially designed to make bedtimes a dream. Listen to Koala Moon on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Shine. Hey, Koala Kids, and welcome back to Koala Shine. I'm Kelly, and I'll be reading you daytime stories and giving you facts and ideas that will get your brain whirring and maybe your mouth watering for some cool, tasty treats. Hey, where would you like to go today, Koala Kids? The world is our oyster. That means we could go anywhere. Uh, how about we go swim in the Amazon? Hmm, on second thoughts, I don't really fancy having my toes nibbled by piranhas today. Uh, or we could go to the top of the Himalayan mountains. Uh, but I don't fancy getting frostbite either. How about we go somewhere warm and sunny, where I don't have to worry about my feet at all? Let's time travel to a summer's day in southern Italy, where there's spaghetti, sandy beaches and silly little scooters pootling about everywhere. Let me just set the time machine. Ah, perfect. All right, hop in, koala kids, and away we go! Oh my goodness, it's hot here, isn't it? Oh, but the sun, the sounds, the smells. Ah, isn't it glorious? There's nothing like Italy in the summer months. And my favorite thing about sweltering heat is where it's hot, there's ice cream. Oh, look at that gelateria over there, with towering, twisting piles of gelato in every flavor. Gelato is what Italians call their ice cream, and many would argue that it's the best in the world. El Gatto, that cat over there, is scooping the chocolate ice cream into a cone. Well, he thinks his gelato is the best in Italy, and the crowd seem to agree with him. That queue is enormous. It's snaking over the cobblestones down the twisting streets all the way to the harbour. I don't know about you guys, but I can't wait that long. Let's find somewhere a bit quieter, hey? How about that shop across the square? That tiny one with the blue shutters? It's called Pinguino's Ice Cremo. Hmm, that sounds cool and tasty. Let's go check that one out. In a small shop, tucked in the corner of a bustling square, where opera singers sang and violinists violined, and a huge fountain spurted water into the cupped hands of the town's sweaty inhabitants, a penguin put his chin in his hands and waited. And waited. And waited some more. He was waiting for a customer. And as of yet, not one person had been by to try his ice cream. Instead, they waited in twisting, turning, seemingly endless lines outside El Gato's gelato, as his was the best. At least everybody thought so. It had been that way for years, and no other shop could get a look in. For 10 straight years running, El Gato's gelato had been crowned the town's best ice cream shop. Pinguino's shop opened six months ago, and he'd not yet had the chance to prove himself. But every day when he shut his shutters after another quiet day, he told himself not to worry. 
he was a day closer to the annual gelato contest. And then, when he had the chance to show off his skills, everyone would see that Pinguino's Isocremo was not to be ignored. But until then, he was stuck waiting in his empty shop, surrounded by piles upon piles of deliciously handmade gelato, expertly whipped, iced and flavoured by his own two flippers. He had everything, all the usual flavours of course, chocolate, double chocolate, triple chocolate, strawberry, raspberry, lemon, but he also had gelato of his own invention. He had apple pie and custard flavour, he had sherbet whiz flavour, dragon fruit surprise and marshmallow dream. He even had pickled herring gelato he kept in the back for any of his penguin pals. And yet, no one knew, save for two elderly penguins that came by for a scoop of pickled herring ice cream most mornings. Because everyone else was too drawn to the flashing lights and decadent swirling sign of El Gato's gelato to ever step through his door. Now this particular day, whilst watching El Gato fill yet another triple cone with a smug smile on his little whiskered face, Pinguino straightened his paper hat, tied his frilly pinafore tighter, and decided enough was enough. If the customers wouldn't come for his gelato, he would have to take it to them. Pinguino took out a big round tray and lined it with tens of his smallest tubs. He scooped a taste of each flavour with little wooden spoons and dropped each spoon in a tub. He attached the straps of the tray over his shoulders and looked at himself in the mirror. He put his little beak close to the glass and stared deep into his own eyes before speaking. Allora, signore Pinguino, he said to himself, don't hide in the shadows anymore, eh? It's time to make your own dreams come true. Forza, you can do it. Then he plastered a goofy smile on his face and stepped out into the sunshine. He took a deep breath in and, chest puffed to the maximum, used his best opera voice with a roaring vibrato to yell across the square. A tutti frutti, tiramasu, bubblegum dream supreme. If you like ice cream, come to Pinguino, the most delicious treat that's about. Name a flavor on the spot, I bet it's one I've got. So hurry and come try it out. The elderly penguins playing chess on a nearby table, Pinguino's only customers, smiled and gave him a big thumbs up. And the opera singing poodle by the fountain raised an impressed eyebrow and sent an approving nod his way. Customers lining up for El Gato's gelato across a square looked Pinguino's way with interest. But none of them gave up their spot in the never-ending queue to come and try Pinguino's wares. Pinguino looked into the rival's store and saw two yellow eyes glaring back at him, sparkling and piercing even at this distance. El Gato's little pink nose twitched in annoyance. He beckoned his crony, El Cocodrilo, a large brawny crocodile, and the two of them left the store and began crossing the square. They were coming Pinguino's way. Pinguino startled with a, Mamma mia! and hurried back into his store to huddle behind the counter, hoping his rival gelato fan would turn on his tail and return to his shop. But the tinkle of the shop bell indicated he had no such luck. Buongiorno, said a cunning, purring voice followed by the rippling tap of claws against the cool tiles. Pinguino peeped his head over the tower of Tutti Frutti currently providing him shelter and glanced at himself in the shining cabinet window. Be brave, Signore Pinguino, 
he quickly muttered to his reflection, before putting on his most charming smile and wishing the cat and the crocodile a booming buongiorno. That's a hello to you and I. El Cocodrilo was giggling excitedly. He loved it when his boss came to take out the competition. El Gato raised his furry eyebrow and twitched his tail. Welcome to the neighborhood, Pinguino, he said. I'm sorry I've yet to make your acquaintance, eh? Our business has been booming, as you know. El Cocodrilo snickered. El Gato pretended to study his claws. I believe you were offering samples, no? Of the, uh, what did he call it, Cocodrilo, eh? The crocodile grinned. Uh, The most delicious treat around, signore? The cat fixed Pinguino with a serious look. A big claim to make in my square, but can your ice cream back it up? Gulping, Pinguino placed the taster tray on the counter, trying to stop his flippers from quivering. Uh, Try anything you want, signores. I'm sure it's not the best around. Of course, it wouldn't be as good as yours. I just meant... uh... His words trailed off. El Gato smirked as he read the labels on the tubs. (laughs) I have never heard the flavor so ridiculous, he said, before settling his paw on a spoon heavy with an ice cream labeled peanut butter jelly. He put it in his mouth and as it melted on his tongue, he muttered, Oh, oh, disgusting! The crocodile licked sponge cake-flavoured gelato from his own spoon, and made disgusted noises as well. Repugnant, he said. Pinguino's heart sank. The cat grinned. You better not be entering next week's contest with this, Pinguino, he hissed. You'll be a laughingstock! Hehehehehe! <laughs> He and the crocodile threw back their heads in laughter and went back out into the square. Pinguino wiped away a tear. Maybe his isocremo wasn't a dreamo. Maybe it was a nightmare. Unbeknownst to the penguin, though, as soon as the door swung closed behind them, the cat and the crocodile suddenly stopped laughing. As they paced across the square, they muttered to one another back and forth. Oh, mamma mia, it's buono, the cat said. It's molto buono, so good. It's delicious, in fact. Oh, no, 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 no. What are we going to do, El Cocodrilo? We never lose the contest. We are always numero uno, always. The crocodile looked worried. What will you do, signore? Hmm, I will do what I always do, Cocodrilo. The cat said with a sly smile. I will cheat. The morning of the contest, Pinguino was curled up in his blankets, planning on going straight back to sleep and sleeping through the day. But there was a knock at the window. An elderly penguin peered through the crack in the shutters. Signore Pinguino, she called. Signore Pinguino? It was one of Pinguino's two customers, probably here for her morning cup of pickled herring ice cream. Pinguino sighed. He supposed he could get up to serve his one loyal customer. But then, straight back to bed. He headed to the shop front and pulled up the shutter, where his penguin customer was waiting impatiently. Ah, buongiorno, pinguino, she said. 
They are beginning to judge. Oh, you must have slept in. <laughs> but Pinguino shook his head and told his customer that he wasn't competing. He just wasn't good enough. The elderly penguin shook her head in befuddlement. Eh, not good enough, she said. Not good enough? Oh, why, Pinguino, yours is the best gelato in town. Why, you're the only one in town who makes pickled herring flavor for one. Ah, and just look at all these other flavors. It's remarkable, eh? She pointed to the cabinet with a flipper and approached, beginning to read out the labels. Popping candy, lemon pineapple, cho- Oh. The penguin trailed off. What? Pinguino asked, peering over her shoulder. He saw what immediately. His gelato was no longer standing in vibrant piles of multicolored glory. It had turned to soup. Flavors had intermingled and turned brown and were leaking into the freezer. With a gasp, Pinguino ran out of his shop and opened the control panel on the wall. The switch labeled freezer had been switched off. A curly cat hair was stuck behind the switch. It was black and white, just like El Gato. Pinguino was puzzled. Oh, but why would El Gato turn off my freezer on the night of the contest, eh? He wondered aloud. The elderly penguin responded. Well, there's only one reason he would do that, eh? She said. He thinks you're a threat. The cogs turned in Pinguino's mind. Could the cat have been lying when he insulted Pinguino's ice cream? Was it all just a ploy to stop him competing? Pinguino looked at himself in the cabinet. Signore Pinguino, he told himself. You were wrong to believe what people said about your ice cream. It is your dream, eh? And no one can stop you from following it. Get out there. He gave his reflection a quick kiss and began running around the ice cream shop in a tiz. He must compete, and quickly. The judging was almost over, but his ice cream was melted. He had nothing to show them, except... He looked over at the mini freezer in the corner. It was the special compartment in which he kept the pickled herring ice cream, so as to keep its fishy smell away from the other flavours. Only penguins eat herring ice cream. He couldn't give it to the judges. Or could he? Pinguino looked at his reflection, and with a sharp nod, he pulled the tub from the mini-freezer and rushed out into the square. As he hurried across the cobble, screaming, Wait! Elgato's smile dropped. The contestants were all standing in a line on a stage, waiting for the awards to be presented. Pinguino is just in time. All of the other gelato samples had been sampled. All of the pots were scraped clean, save for one in front of a disgruntled horse, which looked like it contained little scraps of hay and bits. He had four points written on his scorecard. Some others had scored much higher. The frog's strawberry ice cream from the waterfront kiosk had gained him 29 points, and the Italian greyhound's butterscotch crunch had earned him 31. But no one had outshone El Gatto, who had pulled out all the stops. El Gato had done what no one had ever done before and created an octuple chocolate caramel swirl flavour that had knocked the judges right off their feet. Octuple chocolate. Oh, Pinguino wasn't sure he could even count eight types of chocolate. But El Gato had, 
and he'd mix them all into ice cream. He'd received 40 points. That's full points. Pinguino thought it impossible to beat him. But putting on a determined smile, he climbed up onto the stage and took his place. The head judge coughed into a microphone and announced that they had one more contestant to judge. A couple of minutes later, as she sniffed at the fishy ice cream on her spoon, she regretted that decision. But then she put the spoon into her mouth. The judges looked at one another with looks of pure astonishment as the ice cream melted on their tongues. Fireworks of flavour exploded from the gelato. The sharpness of the vinegar, the sweetness of the cream, the perfectly unctuous, deliciously and lovingly whipped texture of it all. Surprised by their own decisions, all but one of the judges wrote ten on their scoreboards and held them up over their heads. The other had scrawled, for the first time ever, the number 11. El Gato meowed with anguish, and the crowd went wild, whooping and cheering. There was a new gelato master in town, and his name was Pinguino. Every day after that, Pinguino's shop buzzed with life. A queue curled out of his door and into the square, where delighted customers devoured cones and sundaes in the sun. El Gato's gelato continued to have a steady stream of customers too, of course. But Pinguino's isocremo did too, and the inhabitants of the town couldn't be happier. Of course, El Gato didn't take too kindly to Pinguino's crowning at first. But when Pinguino graciously forgave him for meddling with his freezer and offered to share recipes with a cat, El Gato became less frosty, shall we say. Years later, as they shared pizza in the square once their doors had closed for the evening, they would look back on that day and laugh, thinking about how silly their rivalry had been and how much better life was now that they had decided to work together. Oh, isn't that nice? Well, koala kids, I don't know about you, but that's made me so hungry for some ice cream. Mm, maybe not pickled herring ice cream though. Pinguino can keep that one. Hey, do you have any story ideas for us? Let me know via the link in the show notes. Now, how about we end with a joke from a listener? That's you, Kyra B. Why did the skeleton not go to the party? Because he had nobody to go with. <laughs> nice one. And this one is especially for you, Kyra. What does a penguin ice cream server say to their customers? What'll it be? <laughs> All right, that's it for this week, Koala Kids. Until then, keep on shining. Shine.